Fantastic. Always a pleasure to speak to you. And I know that you're an incredibly busy gentleman, as we can tell in the background. But first things first, as I many commenting that this 5.1% reading in core inflation is good news. Your take? Absolutely. It is good news. Lower than expected, even though much money. But it is moving in the right direction. And if you look in terms of the component, food and nana collect beverages actually moderated, housing and utilities moderated, transport moderated. So a lot of the big components that drive CPI um, uh, moderated. And it's actually quite good given that tomorrow we will have the South African Reserve Bank pronounce on this interest rate. So definitely we, 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 we will not get any, any sentiment that the sub will hike anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But we'll also get a sense that the next move definitely is lower. But I think the question that we have to, 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 to grapple is how soon the sub is going to cut interest rates. Mm-hmm. And that's a story of a second half in our view rather than in the first half of this year. Wow, I find that intriguing, but also so poignant because we have heard from the governor of the Reserve Bank, Lise Chakanyaho. He's been very clear to say that risks to the inflation outlook remain. Uh, and I'm assuming that uh, despite the fact that we are seeing CPI softer in South Africa, we still have the Russia-Ukraine crisis. Uh, we still have uh, the concerns happening in the Middle East and, of course, um, the port crisis that we have in South Africa. All aspects that could continue to sway the levels of inflation in the country. Is my assessment correct in reading that these are the risk factors that the governor was potentially referring to? Absolutely correct. Uh, if you look at the Middle East conflict, it's now diverting ships through Cape Town and back up to Europe, which means it's going to add some costs. And, you know, the supply side disruptions that we spoke about when you, the Ukraine war started, and they are, they are now coming back through the Middle East. And that is inflationary. We haven't seen the impact yet, but it remains a risk. And to that extent, the sub is right to, to remain concerned as far as those risks are, 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 are concerned. But we also remember in the last two prints, inflation surprised on the upside when we thought uh, it was going to, to continue to, to moderate. So it's just a warning short to say with the change in conditions, we might see a reversal. We still have some currency risk that we have mm-hmm. uh, from uh, you know, election and political risk that is being priced into our currency. If you look historically in the 10 elections that we've had since 1999, and that's co- combining the local government elections and the general elections, the currency tends to weaken through elections mm-hmm. uh, a lot more than it strengthens. So that's one of the potential risks that we, we might have that might increase inflation through the importation of inflation. So the sub has to be concerned about that. So likely do nothing in the first half of the year and see how uh, inflation expectations perform and and then react in the second half of the year. So it's a year of two halves Mm. with significant long-tail risks. 100%. 100%. I'm glad that you've managed our expectations. Some of us were getting a bit excited, perhaps too soon uh, into the year. But as you say, this is potentially a tale for the second half of the year. What I'm also intrigued by, Azai, is uh, the reality of the inflation figures directly impacting consumers. Whilst we're aware that this is the CPI consumer price inflation at 5.1%, it's been really intriguing to witness the statements coming out of retailers like Clicks and Woolworths, who all have inflation uh, on average at around 9, 8, even 7% for the last. Yeah, help us contextualize why 
what we might feel in our pockets might not directly match uh, the CPI figure. Look, if you look at the retailers, it has to, to do with what sort of LSM they are targeting. So you would see some of the uh, you know, players in the economy that are high-value goods or durable goods, and inflation for durable goods is different from inflation for semi-durable goods or for food, for instance. So it depends on what market uh, these retailers and you know, services. So you would find a lot of the you know uh, basic goods uh, and commodities, their inflation is slightly higher. Or even if you look in terms of the LSM inflation, you'll find that uh, the lower LSM, they are much more concentrated on food and transport as far as what they consume on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So their inflation is very different. On the higher LSM, you'll find that their inflation is concentrated in the services sector, and that inflation is going to be different. So it really depends on what sort of LSM they're targeting, what sort of uh, goods and services that they are uh, involved in, which is going to determine uh, their their, their price increase. But if you look in aggregate, because all of these things are weighted and they're given different ways depending on the aggregate share that they contribute in what consumers uh, consume. Uh, On aggregate, 5.1%. It's still... You know, prices are still going up. They're just going up at a slower pace relative to the previous month. It's not that we are seeing an actual decline yeah. in prices themselves. 100%. The, the pace at which the increases is, is slowing down. As I will leave it there for today, but truly appreciate your time as always uh, and uh, perspective as to how the MPC might approach the uh, CPI figures that we have for today. Thank you again for your time. If you missed it live, Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.